Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, it's not one for the planners, I'm afraid. We're talking about how to embrace spontaneous travel. Now, as we get older, we sometimes feel like we lose a bit of our spontaneity. So how can we hold on to this feeling while still traveling responsibly and not being impulsive? Plus, some studies, they even suggest that spontaneous travel actually makes us happier. But is this actually true? We talk about this and a whole lot more. So let's jump in. How's it going? It's going beautiful here in Australian summer. How are you doing? I'm so envious. I know that our summers are opposite. Yeah. And I know I shouldn't shouldn't be jealous when it's your summer because it's my summer here and and you're really cold in Melbourne, but Australian summer just looks way better than UK (laughs) summer. (laughs) I mean, it's perfect. I spent the day at Great Ocean Road today, seeing all the sights, doing sort of a weekend road Um, trip that was totally unplanned, just decided to go. And it was perfect. It was like a great, lovely day. It's so much easier to just plan stuff on a whim in the summertime, I feel like. Like, I feel like it's winter here and it's pretty miserable and it's been really, really cold in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting like, I decided at the beginning of this year, I'm like, January, February, March, I'm going to have like Andrea time where I'm going to just hit the gym, be healthy, save money. And I'm getting bored of that. It's like end of January. I've almost completed dry Jan, which I'm proud of. I feel like I have never completed an entire dry Jan before, but I've already started like kind of like looking at flight, seeing I'm like, oh, could I go away for a weekend here? Could I go away for a weekend here? And I'm trying to like have a little bit of discipline and like just give myself a couple months where I'm not going to I'm not going to go away. Trying to be very disciplined in many areas of my life right now with money, food, drinking and also travel and what a boring life it is. But <laughs> I feel very healthy and I have money in my bank account and I know that this is good for me. And I've started so actually listening back to our New Year's resolution episode I feel like you and I are already taking some off the list. Yeah, I feel like we're crushing it, to be honest. I think It's because us- we set the bar low this year, that's why, <laughs> compared <laughs> well, to previous maybe years. maybe let's say realistic, not low. 
Um, okay. I feel like, you know, kind of doing that New Year's resolution episode, you realized also how much we didn't do last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was yeah. inspiration to actually make it, just make it happen for this year. So yeah. after we did that episode, it was a bit, um, what is serendipitous the right word? Yeah. But I had said this year I want to stay at Clifftop at Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Been following them for years, luxury accommodation. The day after we put that episode out, they sent out an email for 50% off any one night gaps. And I just jumped ah. on it and I booked a night and had a beautifully glorious five star luxury night to myself. Oh, you manifested that. We I manifested did. it. Definitely did. That's amazing. And it looked yeah. it looked super luxury and I it reminded me of we actually did an episode a couple years ago where we had Scott Eddy on. Yes. Um, where he talked about luxury travel and he's kind of the expert on luxury travel and so you finally got a little taste of it yourself. And what's so funny is when we did that episode with Scott Eddy I remember just thinking while interviewing him, I'm like, this is so far outside of my realm. Mm. Like, I'm hostels, I'm budget, I'm backpacker. Yeah. And I've just, I don't know, I guess I've grown, <laughs> built uh, my crazy. business. And it's crazy how much things can change in a few years. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. Like, I still love both. I love experiencing the full pendulum swing of travel mm. experiences. So... Yeah, it was yeah. really nice having a little bit of luxury because normally, you know, the cost of those things, I, I just don't justify. Yeah. And I also just want to point out with um, the Scott Eddy episode. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go back and take a listen. But for any new listeners that might be here that have, you know, maybe just discovered our travel podcast in 2023, we have like over 100 episodes, old yes. episodes. So go back and have a listen or maybe re-listen if you... You know, have if there's one that really spoke to you, <laughs> go back and listen. But yeah, that's I think amazing. You're you're ticking off the boxes. I'm working Definitely. on a couple of them. Um, one of them now, one of them as I was kind of doing it, kind of sparked the idea for this this episode today. And I think, or I I had said, you know, I want to spend more time, be better at planning because yeah. ultimately I'm not. I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, I'm not the best planner sometimes, but I'm not totally, like, frivolous and irresponsible when it comes to, like, booking stuff. But yeah. so I was sitting there and I was, I put a budget together for the year, looked at the places I really want to travel to, and then started allocating budget and time to those. And I was feeling really proud of myself. And I'm like, oh, like, A, I'm ticking off one of my New Year's travel resolutions. B, I felt really, like, in control of you know, where, how, what my travel budget looked like in my finances. But then as I was doing it, I felt a little bit, almost like a little bit of sadness come over me. Because I was like, oh, does this mean that I'm not spontaneous anymore? Like, am You're I boring. now that, am I that like old person that's like spending, you know, all my time planning and budgeting and everything down to a T when it comes to travel? And I'm like, and I started thinking about like all the travel that I'd done over however many years. And actually the majority of my travel has been super spontaneous. And and that's I feel good. like that's that really excites me. And there was actually I started kind of looking into this to see like, is this a thing? Like, you know, are there other people out there that prefer being spontaneous? Um and we found a a study. I use the term study very loosely because it was put together by Skyscanner. 
<laughs> so also feel like this is probably a big like sort of marketing campaign for them. However, <laughs> it said that people that I don't remember what the number is. Steph, do you, I feel like you have the article in front of you. But it, it was like people that spontaneously travel are happier. Yeah. That, so, that's basically the gist of it or something. Yeah. So it said basically, so they did this huge survey of tons of people and 61% said that, you know, booking travel more spontaneously now is actually boosting their happiness levels as well. So, yeah. And it makes sense to me logically because really when we're booking travel, you know, two, three, four, even longer months away, I think mm-hmm. everyone now just has it in the back of their minds of, you know, setting themselves up to protect themselves. Like, don't get too excited because this may not actually happen. I think everyone yeah. has a bit of that mentality now. Whereas if you're only booking it, you know, one, two to three weeks away, that's kind of how I define spontaneous within the next mm-hmm. few weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that, you can be excited. You can let yourself be excited because realistically it's probably going to happen it's probably going to happen yeah that's a good point point. and yeah i guess i mean what is the definition of spontaneous travel i would say a couple weeks yeah two three weeks yeah ahead of time i feel yeah. like that I, I don't of- i don't necessarily think of it as like you know tomorrow or the day after like that's more yeah. super impulsive like you <laughs> oh yeah well maybe that's a good point like what yeah. is the difference between you know is is impulsiveness and being spontaneous is that the same thing are they different are they mutually exclusive or can they you know (laughs) work together yeah there's an element yeah I would think spontaneous travel is you know you've decided you're gonna do this and you're gonna do it within the next few weeks and it was unplanned but you still give yourself time to kind of get your ish together whereas impulsivity is like you book a flight and you haven't thought it through (laughs) So yeah. I would say they're different. Okay. I am. Um, so when I was sort of reading this, again, quote unquote study, what is it? A study article? I don't know what you want to call it. Again, Skyscanner a survey. did it. Yeah. So. <laughs> a survey, sure. But again, I felt like I could relate to it in the sense of, I think as well, sometimes when you are planning a trip, the stress that goes along with planning it, then when you actually get to your destination and you're there it's almost like sometimes there's the feeling of underwhelm Mm. because it's like it's not living up to the expectation you had during the planning yeah or it's almost like you enjoyed the planning element more yeah and that's true there's people who live for the planning element and they yeah like that's the part they enjoy of it more than the doing yeah Yeah. and then when things don't go to plan it ruins their time there if that makes sense so like again I feel like that's why I've spent a lot of my you know I look at the majority of my travel and I think this is why I haven't planned that much ahead I'm again I'm somewhere in the middle like I'll have a sort of rough idea of things I want to do or see but it's not down to a t I can maybe count on one hand like trips where I've actually planned down to the t and they generally are those bigger trips where it's like they're more expensive you want to get the most out of it or they're like really far away destinations. And that's it. Like I think it's for anyone listening, it's, you know, say you do want a little spontaneity in your life and that hasn't been your forte. You are a planner. Doing the local spontaneous trips is a really good little baby step in. Um, mm. You know, like it's a long weekend coming up. We just had a long weekend here. But you have, you know, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just, yeah. you know, Pick somewhere on a map and go. 
pick somewhere on a map and find an you know hotel or an airbnb or something cool and just book it i kind of love that where i've seen people um like on tiktok they've got like a map up on their wall and they just kind of close their eyes point and that's where they'll go that's the dream and (laughs) it is the dream and obviously these are people are like full-time travelers um I, I, I think that you can, so I feel like you've talked about this before. It's on your bucket list where you want to like show up to an airport. Yeah. Just see what like the cheapest flight is or whatever. And I think that that ties into being spontaneous. And I feel like you can do that. Now, I feel like there's easier ways to do it. In 2023, would I just turn up to an airport? First of all, it is expensive sometimes and it's far to get to airports to get to in London. Airport, yeah. So, like, that's the last thing I want to do is show up to, like, Heathrow, which is a good hour and a half from where I live. And what am I going to do? Like, walk up? Like, like can you hey. even buy a ticket anymore at, like, yes, a desk? You can, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it, it seems more stressful to me than just looking online. Um, and so you have this option now. I think Skyscanner actually has this. I know EasyJet, like, the, you know, one of the budget European airlines. If you go into their site, you can actually type in put in like for you know if it was me i'd put in from london airports and then two and there's an option i think it just says like anywhere yeah and it'll actually bring up the cheapest flights for the dates that you put in from your destination yeah and that's i think the equivalent of showing up to an airport now and like looking for the cheapest flight in 2023 is doing it online yeah well even i was because i was playing around with it being like hmm, how will i make this happen this year and it's amazing because yeah you just put in anywhere and then I don't know how it shows up for people all around the world because obviously Mm -hmm. Skyscanner and these sites target geographically. But for Australia, when I put anywhere, it gave me drop down so I could choose like the cheapest place in Australia, the cheapest place in New Zealand, the cheapest place in Asia. Like it showed me the cheapest flights in all those different regions. Oh, right. And I was like, this is cool. So then if you have, you know, if your budget is $200 for the flight, you're obviously going you know, somewhere within Australia versus, you know, you have a thousand dollars. Maybe you are going to Southeast Asia, but it shows you all those options. Yeah. I was like, that's perfect. I mean, I think when I did it, it just shows them in like prices, like low to high kind of thing. Yeah. But that is, I think a way of being spontaneous. And, you know, if you think about it, like, especially, you know, I'm talking obviously, you know, from where I live, European travel, and we all know that it's pretty easy to fly in and around Europe. Yeah. And I think planning like a little weekend trip, it doesn't have to be this big thing. And I've actually seen there's people now again on TikTok. I spend way too much time on TikTok. Apparently. <laughs> but there, but there's people doing day trips, which I love. I've never even considered this, but there's people doing day trips to other countries and coming back the same day. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually easy to do. There was this one chick that did, they did a day trip to Milan from London mm-hmm. and like, I think the flight time is somewhere between three or four hours. But yeah, if you get to an airport early, you get that early morning flight, you know, 6 a.m., spend a day in Milan or wherever, get the evening flight back, and you can get flights for like 20, 30 pounds. Like to some people, that sounds crazy, but I'm like, why is that I crazy? I don't think so at all. It's a, yeah. Do you know how much I've been, I've been doing of that lately? I didn't even think of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have I, been. Yeah. The past three to four months since i got back from my last trip to australia Mm. i've done so many i call them fly in fly out where i'm you know i'm out on the 6 a.m flight and i'm back on the evening flight so i'm sleeping in my bed both nights but i'm yeah i'm eight nine ten hours away during the day and like i've done that for 
I've, I've done it for Dublin when I've gone for work, the yeah. day trip to Dublin, and that flight's like 45 minutes. But I've never considered doing it for like, and, and I've been kind of looking, like I, even when I knew we were going to record this episode, because tomorrow, I've got the day off tomorrow, it's Sunday, and I'm like, what if I just oh jumped on God. a flight tomorrow morning for the day to like Pisa in Italy or something? Or like somewhere I've never been, yeah. where say I want to go see some famous landmark, just to go see a famous landmark. I'm like, why am I not doing this? So oh I'm gosh. like, new goal. Okay, let's go back and edit the resolution episode. <laughs> I know. I'll go back in and add that and do more day trips. Now, granted, when I when I was looking, so I did look at a few places that I'm like, this this is somewhere I've never been. When you do look at the price. Now, this is the thing when you start oh. <laughs> booking things really last minute. Yeah. And we're talking like a day before. It's always sort of up in the air. People, I don't know what's true, what's not. Yeah. Some people, it used to be the case that if you book something really last minute, flights were way cheaper. I'm not convinced that's the case anymore. I think they're more expensive, especially if you're looking within a couple days. Yeah. And I think even in this Skyscanner survey, it says that they're, what was it again, Steph? That they're cheaper? It says, so booking flights within the next two weeks is coming out 44% cheaper than booking 12 weeks in advance. Yeah. So even that... Yeah. Again, Skyscanner clearly looking to get people to book trips. I feel like that's a bit of a marketing ploy there where they're going, book now to save money. <laughs> like, And I, did a, little, I, I did a little study of my own when I read that because it is a little eyebrow raising. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Definitely could not find cheaper flights in the next two weeks from Melbourne to anywhere than I could like 12 weeks out was still a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see like, you know, what flights where they were looking. But so, but that said, so generally though, when I was looking at say my own flights for tomorrow, like say I was going to go somewhere, I did look at a few places. They were not cheap because we're talking, we're talking like 24, 48 hours before Generally, they're going to be more expensive. So bear that in mind. If you do want to be spontaneous and you want to book something, you know, a few days ahead, which is cool, just be prepared to spend a bit of extra money. Now, that said, look at the days, though, that you're traveling. Like, I'm talking now, like, weekend. Mm -hmm. Bear that in mind. I mean, if you don't, maybe you don't work on Monday to Friday and you have flexibility to if you've got a random Tuesday off or a random Wednesday, check out flights. I don't know. Like, just see when they're going to be cheapest on a certain day. I mean, I always just look at the whole, you know, two-week period, and I'm like, when is the flight the cheapest? Yeah. Because they'll vary quite a lot. 
Yeah. And that's what I always do, too, because I like obviously I'm pretty flexible usually unless it involves work. So Mm. I just always, you know, take that little my dates are flexible box. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Do you have any like which airports you're putting all London? Yeah, I put well, I put all London, but I would never fly out of like Stansted or Luton because they are miles away from me. So I would do Gatwick. Gatwick is the closest airport to me or Heathrow. How far are you from the London South End Airport? Miles. That's miles away. That's like probably two and a half hours drive. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Like remember how big London is? Yeah. Like how dense it is. I know. it's It's massive. It's interesting that in London you would have a harder time just because London is so dense and there's airports kind of... There's a number mm. of them, but none of them are really, you know, central London or in the hub. Yeah. They're, they're all still far away. Yeah. It's interesting in London with so many European countries around you that it's actually harder to do a day trip than it is for me almost anywhere in Australia. Oh, yeah. And if it's we always joke that it sometimes takes longer to get to the airport than a flight would be. Like if I were to fly, Easy. like, mm. well, when I fly to Dublin, the flight to Dublin is like 45 minutes. But to get to an airport from my house, and any like anyone, like you said, it's not like the airports besides London City Airport, which is in the city. But even then, that's like East London, so that's nowhere near where I live. Can sometimes take like an hour and a half to get to an airport. So, like, I think if you're gonna do like a day trip as well, you have to factor in the travel time to an airport, and like, how early are you willing to get up that morning? Well, I'll <laughs> or tell get you, home. Like when you book a six or seven a.m. flight. That sounds reasonable, but that's usually a 3 a.m., 4 a.m. wake up. Exactly. Up to get yeah. to the airport, to be checked in an hour early to get there. Yeah. They're full days, but hey, that's kind of the thrill of some of it. The other thing I was going to say, if you do want to keep that spontaneity without being, quote unquote, irresponsible, especially when it comes to finances, I think Seth and I, we can, you know, I feel like we can relate to this. As you get older, you do have more responsibility. You have more bills. You know, if you've got a mortgage, like you have to be a little bit more responsible with your money. Mm-hmm. And I think a budget is good. Unfortunately, it's just like the way that it that adulthood works. It sucks. But is this goes back to you can keep the planning element in check. And I think when I was planning my sort of annual like yearly travel budget, like I talked about in the last episode, I was like, what if I make a little nest for spontaneous travel? So I have a little pocket of money set aside just for those spontaneous trips I want to take. So then I'm yeah. still being, there's an element of spontaneity, but also still being responsible where I'm not just pulling money out of my ass going, here, take my money, <laughs> fly me to Italy for a day. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a way you can kind of build in both of those. And of course, you know, as you said, you don't want to be, there's a difference between being impulsive and irresponsible and being spontaneous. I think things like obviously making sure that your passport is up to date and not go- about to expire. Cause that's the last thing you want is to book a trip in two days, get to the airport. And they're like, sorry, your passport is expired or is going to expire within the next three months. Cause I think most passports, they have to be within like a six month yeah. validity period generally yeah. yeah also your vaccinations if you want to be spontaneous do it but make sure if you again you're booking somewhere in the next week or two you've got time if you haven't get those vaccinations <laughs> like depending on where you're going i think in general just have them up to date 
It's been a long time. I think I got all my last vaccinations in 2015 for my around the world trip. Yeah. So it's been a while. Which I think, yeah, but that, like it's good to have that. Again, if you're planning on being spontaneous, which almost sounds like a, an oxymoron, what I just said. To the point we're making. But again, it goes back to be prepared to be spontaneous, if that makes yeah. sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. Right? Like it's finding that balance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that was even going back to when you and I first talked about our very first trip. Like, we were going to book a flight on the weekend to India. Yes. We, <laughs> and then, thankfully, we God. started looking into the details of it. And it's like, do you have, like, Canadians need a visa to go to India? And we're like, hmm, that might make the timeline yeah. a little too tight. So, guess we won't Visas are another one. That's... Yeah, make sure vaccines, passports. Yeah. Yes. Make sure that's all in check and then be free. Be spontaneous. I think it's funny that when we were going to book that, I mean, that was when I think we were at our peak of being like we were young. And when you're younger, you are more spontaneous. And I love that I had never really left the country (laughs) besides maybe a couple times that I'm like, let's go to India. But it was actually interesting while we were like talking about this episode and doing a bit of like research online. And I found a blog post that Rick Steves Mm -hmm our travel buddy Rick Steves that he posted and it's titled The Beauty of Spontaneous Travel. And there was a paragraph in here and I'm going to read it because you and I can relate to this so much. And he says, I was in Venice when a volcano in Iceland erupted several years ago, grounding most European flights. The city was filled with travelers who were stuck. Some were anxious and upset and others were resigned to the situation. In my view, being in Venice with Europe's airports shut down is like the art cuisine history equivalent of being snowed in at the cabin. I enjoyed reminding the Americans I met that if they made the most out of this opportunity in five years, they'd remember the eruption as the reason that they had such a great experience in Venice. Now replace all of the words Venice with Dublin. With Dublin. There we were. And that was you and I. And that was based on a spontaneous trip because, again, we booked that spontaneously. That volcano erupted. We got stuck there. And I remember we did exactly that thinking, we're stuck. We're going to make the most of it. We wore the same clothes every day <laughs> yeah. for the extra we week really we were there. <laughs> we were slumming it, but we had such a good time. And I remember all the people we met, we we all said the same thing. We're like, remember this in like five, ten years. I mean, I probably didn't use those exact words and I was probably way more drunk than Rick Steves was <laughs> in Venice. But... And sure enough, you think back, and I feel like maybe that's like the element of why I like spontaneous travel, because you just never know what's going to happen. And even in those situations where maybe something bad happens, if you can make the most of it, that's where it makes travel the most memorable. Absolutely. And I've talked about it a few times, but for me, it's just, it's those unexpected moments that make you really realize how resilient you are. Because mm-hmm. when you over plan and you have everything detailed, yeah, like anything that throws you off your plan can really make you feel like something bad has happened when it's not bad. It's yeah. just different or an opportunity or, you know, a new way of looking at something. Mm. And you almost feel like a failure. Like, again, if things don't go to plan and it can really just put a damper on, yeah, like on your travel. Oh, for sure. Well, I'll tell you, one of like my favorite people, Deb, she, and I know she'll be listening to this, so shout out to Deb. She is the biggest planner I know. Mm. Well, she's been called up, well, on standby for jury duty, which basically means, I think it's like oh, no. the next four to six months, she's just on standby so she could get a call to be on a jury. Mm. And they've said, basically, if you, you know, if you haven't been called, you have two weeks from today where you won't be called, but you can't right. plan anything for the coming months beyond two weeks. So, 
I kind it's oh, like right. an interesting experiment for me to watch because anything she plants and she loves going away. Um, but anything she plants will have to be within two weeks time frame. So I'm excited as a little social experiment to see what she comes up with. <laughs> she would be the queen of the day trips then. <laughs> like that's the perfect opportunity to like, you know, maybe day trip, two day trip or something. Yeah. Well, exactly. And like maybe those little, you know, bougie things up until now, you're like, oh, you know, we'd love to, but we could go somewhere yeah. for a week for that. It's like, maybe that's the time to, for those opportunities to shine. It's like a little game, right? <laughs> like you're like you're playing a little game with yourself. I like the idea as well of like doing the spontaneous like drop of a hat, go for like one or two days somewhere, because I also feel like you actually will get a lot more done in that time than when you are planning everything down to a T. Yeah. Because uh, you feel like you're kind of under pressure and under like, pressure. it's almost like, I don't know. Like, again, if you make it a little game, you're trying to prove to yourself, like, I can do this. <laughs> oh, I love it. I find my spontaneous travel, though, and to be fair, I actually really enjoy this because I love driving. I like get in the car, mm-hmm. go somewhere, go to a cafe for breakfast, pull off at a cool road mm. sign. Like, I do no planning. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. For my spontaneous travel, like road trip style spontaneous travel. And I love it. And it's people will try to say to you for any kind of travel, like, oh, you went here and you didn't do X or. Yeah. It's like, that's half the fun of it. It's like, no, I did some buttfuck little thing you've never heard of. And it was great. I feel like it was. So when I was looking back at like a lot of the travel I've done, again, most of it has been spontaneous, but even the places I've booked. And one of the things I do, like I do love, especially if I'm looking for like a really big adventure, I often do look at tour companies Yeah, that offer tours and I look for the ones on sale. And like, I can tell you now when I went to Costa Rica for the first time, that was one that was on sale. Okay. <laughs> it was the che- it was the cheapest one. I'd never been to Costa Rica and it was in the middle of winter and I'm like I need some sun. Yeah. Went to Costa Rica. Borneo same thing. I had never even heard of Borneo. I'm like where is Borneo? I have no idea where that even is in the world. What's even there? What is the sort of climate? Uh looked into it and I'm like this looks cool and that was like one of the best trips I've ever done. Yeah. Um but same, it was just like on sale with a group. <laughs> tour sort of thing and i'm like cool let's do that i booked the time off work and off i went um and those are like to me those are still spontaneous even though they they still had you know there's a couple months until i think i had to go still yeah but it was more just like it's not like i made this whole list i think that's the other thing you know you make this bucket list of all the places you want to go and then if you don't stick to it yeah this is why i don't really have a bucket list of places i want to go i'm kind of just like where have i never been yeah where is somewhere new i can explore where is somewhere i've never heard of well and my bucket list is more now too they're getting it's getting more generic and generic like stay at a five six star accommodation stay at so yeah you know i can kind of fulfill that no matter where i am generally speaking and there's websites for it too like i don't know all the most up-to-date ones but there's like last minute club and all these different websites that specialize in selling off cheap like yeah. packages within yeah. the next few days or week or two. There is an app and I feel like I've talked about this app before. So if you're listening in the UK or Europe, there's an app called Lucky Trip and it's actually really cool. You go on, you basically put in your budget, you put in your dates. And again, it can be dates like in three months time, but it could also just be like this weekend and it'll spit out a flight accommodation and one activity and you can book it like you can either you know look at it and then go book directly through the airline which we always suggest doing yeah but you can also just book it all through the app and again yeah it just works out your budget 
And you can make it super spontaneous. Be like, hey, I've got next weekend off. All right, where can I go? Here's 300 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever. Pop it in and it'll, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think I booked a trip through, I can't remember which one. I think it was, I think it was Berlin like a few years ago that I did it through that app. And it was, again, kind of just spontaneous. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Never considered here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to do, what are you going to do? I feel like we need to challenge ourselves and we need to challenge our listeners. (gasps) Yeah. For one this year. I'm going to do a day trip somewhere. Okay. And not to like Dublin. Like I'm going to (laughs) do a day trip. I don't know. I don't know where yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to see, maybe I'll go to a beach somewhere. Maybe I'll go to Spain for the day and just go sit on a beach and then I'll come back. Maybe I'll be really sick of the UK weather and I'll be like, do you know what? I just need a Saturday on the beach, get a tan, come back to (laughs) London that night and be in my bed while it's snowing outside. Perfect. I love this plan. I'm going to, you know what I'll do? I figured it out. So I told you before this, I have a client. I go to Santa Fe, New Mexico each year for work. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing that again this year and building, you know, two weeks on like a week on either side of that to do some other things I've never done, which there's some elements of planning I'll need to do for that. But mm-hmm. I'm going to leave a couple days gap in there okay? and I'll just fill the gap with something super spontaneous. See where, see where the wind takes you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, travel should be to a certain degree, just a sort of built in element of our lives where we don't need to make it this big ordeal yeah. when it comes to planning and executing. Of course, there's going to be certain trips and places you go that do take more planning. But like, there's no reason that you can't decide if you you know, you want to go somewhere in a couple days that you can't. I think some people are just like, oh, I could never just get on a plane tomorrow. You, you can. You absolutely True. can. True. Yeah. <laughs> you, or you could get in your car and just start driving. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. don't lose, as we get older, everyone, don't lose that spontaneity. But be oh. responsible about it, of course. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to take it to heart. I'm going to do, I mean, we're preaching to the choir with me here, but I'm inspired. Yeah. And guys, you'll be happier for it because Skyscanner tells us that we are happier when we are traveling spontaneously. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> Shout out Skyscanner. <laughs> this is not a paid ad, by the way. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, we're laughing at them, so I hope not. All right. Well, let us know. What is the last spontaneous trip you guys went on? How did it turn out? And where are you going next? Or do you not know? Book something now and then tell us. And then tell us what you booked. All right. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, guys, if you don't follow us yet on the socials, hit us up. Shit Abroad Pod. Twitter. Instagram. Everything. Everything. We're there. We want to hear from you. See you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.